Last time on Almost Heroes. The group awakens the morning after the morning after the fight with the blood golem and the rest of the previous evening's amputatious festivities. Glenn, waking as usual before his dwarven compatriots, goes about his normal morning routine of sparring by himself with his sentient weapons. Uh, he sees a brief figure reminiscent of Chandra looking north when he then makes his way to Melvin to gather some information about how he came to be in this warforged body and he explains how he made his way from Golden Grimm and after hearing his life story Glynn tells Melvin he would kill him if he doesn't want to live anymore um, Melvin took this as a threat but didn't really act on it Rangrim <laughs> and Cosmo were then awakened by Glenn rigorously banging several pythons and other pieces of metal he found together to rouse his dwarven friends from their rest. Uh, Rangrim heads into the forge to meet with Melvin and to read some books about enchanting how it relates to his forging, learning that he could potentially imbue magical properties permanently into the items that he blesses and forges. Cosmo, speaking with Melvin about... Um, certain other crafts related to stonework and gems of, of sorts also uncovers a bit about his past, asking questions about Golden Grimm and the power that he had from his father and his ancestral armor and weapon. Um, speaking to Melvin, his power starts lighting up the runes on Melvin's armor as well as around the forge itself just with his mere presence as well as opening the very entrance to the Dusk Forge, forge with his own divine energy the very energy of Morden. Rangrim takes several of the group's items, as well as some pieces of the cart, that evening down into the Dust Forge where Glenn and Cosmo help with the imbuing and forging of the items, as Rangrim continues throughout the night, enchanting and forging these items on these magical forges. And as the group was discussing where they would go next, be it across the sea, to Golden Grim, to the Dust Forge, Glenn sees a vision of San- Chandrell, saying find me awesome thank you dan you're welcome Uh, that brings us to episode 51 revenant So, welcome back. We pick up with our Almost Heroes just about to depart the Dust Forge with, uh, and their new friend Melvin, uh, headed north towards the port city of Westreach uh, in search of pirates, shopping, and potentially Glynn's lost ancestral blade. So, as we said, uh, we kind of pick up this episode with uh, Chandrell, who is kind of standing on the edge of that Moradin sigil outside of the Dust Forge. Uh, looking north, kind of northwest, uh, and pointing and saying very loudly, find me, and then kind of just uh, dissolving uh, and uh, disappearing. Uh, And that is where we're going to pick up. So what do you all want to do? Uh, Sorry, I spaced out on the whole digital dice skin conversation in chat you said we were currently in the carts or we're all around the cart you guys i believe that uh i believe that you had essentially kind of been preparing uh glenn glenn packed up the cart i just couldn't remember if we were actually like on the road yet no i think you're still just outside the dust porch um i don't think you've actually departed Uh, you were inside kind of like 
wrapping up with Melvin when you saw Chandrell, the, the form of Chandrell kind of run outside. Um, so that kind of distracted you. Um, I think at this point, Melvin's kind of walked outside and is kind of behind you all, um, kind of framed in the doorway of the dust gorge, maybe like a, a good 20, 30 feet away from you. Okay. Uh, Glenn looks over to the guys and says, well, I uh, got a theory on where we're heading next. I think we keep on heading west and maybe charter ourselves a ship. I uh, just saw my my good friend, and according to you guys, my god, Chandrail, she says, uh, come on north. So, west it is? Right, west is technically headed north eventually, right? Northwest-ish. We were talking about hitting uh, yeah, a Yeah, west is definitely not north. Well, we got to get off the mountain. We can't just, like, start going north. That's We're going to fall off a cliff eventually. we got to got to head down into town and... I've done that. Imagine before. we don't have to trek through it. Um, well, <laughs> maybe we can. I'm going to cast identify in the horseshoes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I, can't, that's I, can't, fine. I can't wait any longer. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> Not like a 10 minute spell. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to cast that as a ritual, and it would only take five minutes, I guess. Five, five minutes. I still fucking love the idea of just like Rangra mid conversation and be like, and then just going catatonic for five to ten that, minutes as he fucking thinking. identifies, cast identify magic, just, just like, like zones out. I just imagine he like drops down on one knee and it's just like all his armor starts glowing because it's like forge magic. <laughs> just like mm-hmm. the rudest conversationalist ever. It, we we might turn into Santa Claus here in a second. It might happen. It's true. I mean, that's a, that's. A, you know what? You know the, what better way to end the campaign than you guys just from now on just delivering presents? We're, we're, actually, probably like, stealing. You guys would probably steal from other people. Glenn, not Glenn might try. Forget being gods. Let's just be Santa Claus instead Let's for just, the call. I mean, same thing. <laughs> really. All right. This the, this is the strategy. We beat up all the kids that Rangram ruined Santa Claus, Claus for. <laughs> mm-hmm. Someone's I mean, like Rang- Rangram Claus isn't real, and more of like a uh, Jack Skellington like, version. You know, real. you just deliver like terrible things like that you think people want, but they actually fear with their life. I yeah. mean, Robert yeah, Pattinson's kind of like dead a, in our world, but Tim oh, Allen's true. very much alive. And if you find him and kill him, you become Santa Claus. And that's how that <laughs> yeah. works. Well, that's there's the tentative shirt idea. It says uh, Tim Allen loots Glenn's body. <laughs> I want. I just like the idea of you all just around. Like it's just the the three characters standing around the uh, the very like the kind of uh, dissolved form of Tim Allen after he fell off a roof, and like just there's just the Santa clothes left. I like that picture. That's our Christmas shirt. Love it. We won't, we won't run into any branding issues. It'll be fine. No, for sure. That's good. We're cool. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Hey, you guys want to play D and D? Let's let's find out what these wheels do. We we got a five yeah. minute spell casting. True for sure. Yeah. So let's kill five minutes. Um, okay. Didn't, no, I'm kidding. I was like, um, I thought we just right. did. No, yeah, for sure. Uh, for real. Uh, yeah. So you cast identify in these horseshoes, and um, you get some. It, you get kind of a mix of some things. Um, I think the only thing that you really get a pretty clear picture on is that there is definitely some sort of levitation magic that is imbued in these horseshoes. Um, there is, there's likely potentially could be other things as well. Um, you pick up some light 
some light feeling of uh, potentially like spider climb and some other potential things as well. They don't seem to it kind of like they almost like change around. Uh, but for sure, uh, you get a feeling of levitation from them. And the same from the banding. Rangram doesn't tell them any of that. And he just goes, you guys want eat horses. <laughs> and it just would continue preparing the cart and just like patting the donkeys. Yeah, Glenn, Glenn's already hopped up on top of the cart where he normally hangs out, like on top of all the cage, uh, the caged box. Mm-hmm. And he's he's already starting to thumb through uh, one of the books, or I guess the second book that he didn't send to uh, Pops. And he's going to mm-hmm. just start reading, ready for the dwarves to finish up at their, their magical holy land. Awesome. Um, yeah, does anyone want to talk to Melvin or do anything else to prepare before you go? Yes. Um, Cosmo would just kind of wander over to Melvin, I guess, or I don't know if he's a re- like spatially yeah. near us. Yeah, he's standing He's standing outside, probably by that giant oversized anvil that's outside in the center of the sigil. Got it. And uh, it would it'd mostly just be like a, well, Melvin, uh, thank you for everything and for your insight into the weird things that uh, uh, have been imbued onto me or whatever. But uh, it's it's really changed things for us. And uh, hopefully you'll see us on the other side of the Dawn Forge, maybe. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure hosting you all here. I, I've, as like I said, I haven't had any visitors in quite some time. I... I don't know. I don't want you to have to give your word if it's not something you won't be doing, but will you be traveling to the Dawn Forge and trying to relight it? Well, uh, I think I will. Uh, yes. I, uh, I certainly feel, I know you asked me if I was on a pilgrimage when I got here. I would say now more than ever, I think I realized I always was. I just, didn't know it. And uh, now heading to the Dawn Forge really seems ceremoniously part of understanding what's going on in me. Well, like I said, I haven't, I haven't had much interaction with anyone in quite some time, but even out of that small, the small amount of people that have visited here, I feel like if there were any three that could potentially free the Dawn Forge of whatever evils might be corrupting it and take up place as its keeper. I think the three of you would be up to the challenge. I certainly believe so. Between Rangrim and me and Glynn, it will... Who knows? Well, I wish you the best of luck on your journey, and if you ever have need of me, you know where to find me. Yes, yes, we so appreciate your your time and uh, dealing with us as well. I know it's been a tad bit much more than you were likely expected, but uh, I likely so- will be cleaning the blood out of the between the stones down in the underforge for some time. But as you can see, I have nothing but time, so it's no problem. Indeed, thank you so much for everything again. And uh, farewell. 
and he kind of just uh just kind of like doesn't really wave doesn't do anything kind of just takes up a kind of stoic position um as i think uh on this as you know you as you guys are packing up is there anything ranger wanted to do no ranger would just be uh kind of packing up very excitedly in um, almost like a childlike enthusiasm that's fair we're going on an adventure now and he doesn't feel like he's going to kill everyone and as he's getting on the card he just looks over to melvin and says sorry about all the blood um didn't sorry last thing didn't you say there were like like runes in the dirt or like rocks or something yeah, there's a there's a large uh, circular sigil that's kind of radiating out from the uh, carved into the stone uh, that is like it's, it's very large, probably like 100 feet across easily. Uh, that is kind of emanating out from that center anvil that's outside of the Dusk Forge. Got it. Uh, Cosmo, Melvin, one last thing. Uh, can yes, I can take a piece of this slab rock? Uh I don't know how you would do that. These are ancient runes imbued with magical properties from uh, ancient dwarves from before, as well as the power of Moradin himself. I, I, right. I don't, you might be able to take some sort of rubbing or uh, something, but taking the stone itself, I cannot allow. Just, just a, a piece, a, sl- a small chip or... I... I'm sorry. I it's something I I can't allow. I, I that would be desecrating this this space and damaging the potentially damaging the the, the magic. Well, well, uh, I mostly just need a piece of stone, I guess. Yes. Um. And uh, I think he kind of walks back inside, and uh, you hear like a kind of like a what sounds like probably like the sound of a small rock hammer. Uh, being used probably like being held in between his like maybe forefinger and thumb uh, and brings out uh, a little piece and goes I've uh, maybe frowned upon but this is a piece of uh, one of the tables inside and hopefully this will do for you it's it's uh, I mean it's a piece of stone from the temple but it's not anything that was imbued with magic just you know it, maybe if you need a memory or a keepsake, this might do it for you. Right. Uh, just a, a building block, if it were. And this will do do greatly. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's like the size of like a golf ball, maybe. Yeah, or a toe. Or a toe. There you go. Well, great. That's, that's <laughs> wonderful. And uh, yeah, that would be, that's all. Lynn's like flipping through pages like if you're done collecting rocks you ready to go yep yep I'm ready and uh Cosmo gets into the passenger seat I guess uh yeah mm-hmm. and it's morning right now I believe or afternoon it's afternoon that because afternoon? You, guys, you guys stayed up all night so it's like it's like yeah, one or two o'clock in the afternoon that's right instead of taking the point of uh Exhaustion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys stayed up all night just making crafts. Yeah, because yeah, we, we have don't... magical nighttime items. Yeah, we now. don't travel like yeah, nighttime now. That's fair. Yeah, that's fucking forgot about that. All right, cool. Dope. Um awesome. Yeah, I mean, so you have a you have probably I mean you have uh like four or five hours. I guess you would be traveling while it's still daytime. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, likely. Uh, so that's a good question. So if you're heading out, um, there's a couple of different ways you could go. Like you could go kind of back down the ridge line, which is kind of how you got here and then tr drop back down and try, you know, traversing the mountain range. Uh, you could try to get down to the coastal side, uh, but you don't know like how sheer those cliffs are. If there's any really, if you're going to be traveling along like sand, which probably wouldn't be super good for the car potentially. Or, I mean, of course there's, there's, you know, other potential for the cart once it gets dark. Uh, and then, but yeah, I, so I, I kind of, in the meantime, at least to start out, what is kind of the direction you're looking to go? Uh, I believe the plan is to get to Westreach. So mm -hmm. uh, I don't think Melvin would necessarily know how to get to Westreach, but we could see like the port from the cliffs, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can see it. Um, it's, it's like, it's pretty far. Um, but you can kind of see like in the far distance, uh, along that coast, um, it's, it's kind of tucked into the mountain a little bit. There's like a little bit of a cove that it kind of is, is inside of. So, uh, but you can maybe see like the, like, you know, it's a city of industry. So you can see like smoke and smoke generally and lights and whatever else that would be over in that direction. I just realized the group never actually bought a map, so we don't actually know how to get anywhere. Um, no. So Glenn's going to... Just find Tingle, his... though. You'll be Just find Tingle and you'll be able to get a map drawn for you. Glenn's going to do his best to, like, more or less guide uh, guide Rangrim um, towards Westreach. So, I don't know, like a survival check or something, just to be like... Yeah, that's that great. Way. Yeah, okay. let's, uh, let's roll some sort Let's roll some survival checks. Uh, perfect. I rolled a two. Uh, <laughs> you die. The, you don't the, survive. Cologne explodes. Oh, I just rolled a two total because I have a zero plus zero to survival. Well, I rolled a 23. Fuck yeah. It's yeah. probably better. It's 21 points or so better. Well, it's just a, it's just a three better because he has the two in there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's how we do simple math these days. Mm -hmm. It's very, um, I simplified it even more. Yeah. I also rolled a two. So Rangram is <laughs> the only one who knows the way. You guys are just hanging out, reading, you yeah. know, chilling out, Max, relaxing all cool while Rangram, Trying to learn like, Dwarven. I feel like Rangram's the only, like, the one who figures out any path. Like, I feel like this is about the third time that Rangram's actually been able to, like, figure out where the fuck I to go. No way. Probably. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah. I think that. Uh, with that survival check, you're able to kind of, you, you're able to discern the path, which kind of heads out the way you came, uh, along this kind of ridgeline, but then instead of like turning right, which would take you back to where the trolls were and through that passageway, uh, back towards, um, dear Lord, we were there for a hundred episodes and I can't remember the name of it. Rockdale. Uh, Rockdale. There you go. Um, and, uh, you, instead of going right and heading back that way, uh, you're heading just like this this other path that is kind of heading more north and west kind of along this ridge line and what you're doing is the mountains are kind of like you're kind of slowly dropping down as you're traveling along this ridge line and you can see that um kind of below you and in front of you you're getting to the point where there's like um you can see that there's like a kind of like a coastal forest and kind of like within this within this mountain range uh, that, that you will like likely be dropping down into if you continue along this path but you can see that um the on your left-hand side, um, there is a pathway that, go, that like, you can see that there is paths that kind of will branch down and go kind of downwards towards the, um, the coast. So you could travel along the coast, but you can see that there are some pretty sheer cliffs and there are times when it's literally water against the cliff. And so it doesn't seem like it's consistently a pathway that you could travel all the way along the, the cliff's edge if you went that if you went that direction. So 
because of Rangrim's uh, very good survival check, you have chosen the correct path to be able to get to Westreach. Um, but yeah, so while you all are traveling, uh, is there anything that you all would like to be doing? Uh, Glenn kind of gets bored trying to learn Dwarven and rolls over onto his stomach and is kind of like looking down on the dwarves who are like in the seats below him. He goes, just kind of like kicking his feet like a little kid. And he's like, so, uh, Cosmo, are you a god? I'm not really sure, actually. That was I... kind of crazy. Like, you you were lighting up those sigils. That was... I've never seen that before. Yeah, I've honestly never done... Uh, never done anything like that. And uh, it shocked me when I did it with the cleric. Uh, all those days down on the river or whatever and then uh, it shocked me even more when he said the only people who could open the door were imbued with the power of Morden I always thought the power was in my weapon but it was in me are you saying that the power was in you all along? <laughs> yes I suppose well, maybe. I don't know. So, hear me out. We could sell miracles to former followers of Borden. Uh, I see where you're going and trying to uh, franchise this. Oh, we don't franchise this one, because if you franchise, it dilutes, like, the population of who's really special. This is just you. But, yeah, no. Uh, also, there's this thing called the Empire that really frowns upon any, oh, uh, yeah. you know, so you'd have to, it, people couldn't know my name, or I don't know. I don't know what to do yet, Glenn. I mean, aren't you a god, though? Just, like, smite the Empire. Like, you can't do that, and you're like, smoke. Yeah, have you, I mean, I've literally seen you divinely smite people before. Do you know who else divinely smites people? Gods. Right. Yes, I I hear what you're saying. But, uh... How about, like, the first small town, we, we don't try Westreach, that's a big town, word spreads, but, like, the first small town we get to... Maybe they, like, don't have all their teeth and they can't all read books good. We can try and maybe start, like, a little a little church of Cosmo. Not a, not a church of Cosmo. That it, not called Cosmo. No. You're right, you're right. The if teachings anything, of Borden written by Cosmo. Uh, it's just getting, again, also, my name's in it. You're right, you're right. Uh, I'll stew on it. Don't I? I I'll I'll figure this one out. I'm still trying to you figure out to this bring... fact that the people that I've thought for fifty years were gone, and now somehow it's like in me. I don't even know what that means. No, it's terrifying. It's absolutely well, terrifying. I don't think it's more. I think yours is like a more of a spiritual in you, and less of like a me in me. With that right, thing. yes, like, right. At least I hope so, because uh, that was gross. Right, yes, absolutely. I've 
What did he emboldened? Is that what the word he used? Emboldened, yes, that was the word. Yes. Uh right, well I honestly I think eventually when I'm ready we'll have to go to gold break. But I just kinda need a break before I figure out what's actually going on. And uh Oh I think I, I think you misunderstood me. I'm not trying to like start the conversion back to Moradin. I say we literally sell miracles, like People are stupid. They'll just, like, give money if they think they can just, like, buy a miracle. Well, here's here's the thing. Currently, all I know that I can do is smash heads of people well. Very well. And turn on fancy lights of a machine. And I apparently let a cleric have his powers back for a moment. After Man. that, I'm not even really sure what I can do. Uh, you literally animated a freaky little creature out of a petrified toe. Yeah, but that was a magic chisel. They don't it, know that. No, they don't. You created right. life. Right, yes. Realize that. Thank you. You, you resurrected our dead friend Fester's toe. That... Uh, <laughs> They don't have to know the apostrophe S toe part. We could just keep it at Fester. They don't know he wasn't just a toe creature before. Uh, is it, there's a lot already on my mind, and somehow trying to sell this is making it's me feel weird. feel a lot better about the whole scenario. I'm, me too. See, but. what I've learned, and I'm sure Rangrim, you'll agree with me, is the moral ambiguity really goes out the window once you start seeing the gold. That's the thing. Well, and that's really when I'm out. I'm, so we, I'm, me and Glenn can keep the gold. You just do all the tricks. You're all the morals. You got it. We keep the gold. Uh, <laughs> Glenn rolls over and he's like, eh, just think about it. He starts reading again. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Um, <laughs> awesome. Um, so... Uh, Rangram, are you just uh, are you just basically like just kind of hanging out, uh, guiding the cart, making sure you don't get off the track? Yep. Um, the only other thing Rangram would be doing is a cat, a cat from occasionally smoking the occasional beard cigarette or boot cigarette. He keeps just looking at the. So, which direction we travel? I can I can see like the sun basically for where essentially you're traveling north um you're essentially traveling north with with a kind of like westward lilt uh you know as you're kind of heading along the coastline Rangram's just like holding the reins and he's just looking at the sun kind of like you know you got something to do that day and you're like just waiting to get off work and you can't stop looking at the clock i'm just waiting for the sun to set yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd be looking, I guess, to your left there and just like watching as the sun kind of is getting lower in the sky. I'd say it's probably like um, like three, four o'clock at this point. So you got a couple hours left, but um, you all are kind of like starting to get lower down into these. Um, like your, your this ridge line is kind of dropping down to the point where like you're starting to like you get the trees are kind of getting taller and you're kind of starting to like become more engrossed in this uh this forest that you can see the pathway kind of drops down and, and actually starts 
going between kind of the the peaks in more of like a valley situation and that's kind of where you all which there's a forest in there uh, that seems to be kind of the direction this pathway is leading it's kind of coming down off of the the ledge does it look like is it like switchbacks down into it or is it just kind of like a sloping yeah you guys were on the ridge line so the basically the the ridge line is kind of dropping down and into this uh, into this valley um that is kind of like you guys are probably still halfway up like you guys are not like at sea level um but it's just kind of like it's there's like this kind of valley forest between these uh between the mountains that you're kind of dropping down into uh, can I do like a perception check to see if I notice any like kind of outcroppings in that forest or like mm-hmm. any like camps that may have been set up? Like more or less trying to see if there's any non like animal life that's taking place down there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, go for it. That's not yeah, if any, any of you guys right? want to do that. Otherwise, I can just pull your passive perceptions too. I'd rather roll for it. I think that's actually my passive perception. <laughs> yeah, I literally rolled my passive perception, so 16. There you go. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, then with uh, with Rangra's passive, too, uh, which I believe is a 17, right? 18. 18. 30. Jesus, yeah. So, okay, um, I'll say this. Uh, it doesn't... You are getting... You are picking some things up. You're seeing that... Um, a, a couple things. Uh, there do seem to be, like, kind of broken branches and, like... Uh, signs of like some animal, like uh, like some like some sort of like larger animal that's moved through this this area um, along, seemingly kind of like along this pathway. Because there aren't a lot of pathways that go through this this mountain range. This is like one of the main like the main thoroughfares that's going this direction. Um, and you can see like some broken branches. Uh, and you're also just like getting this weird kind of unsettling feeling that like you're just kind of you're like you're being kind of you feel like you're being watched um in like a very unsettling way um and it's it's just kind of like you you get this feeling and you just kind of like like there's someone right behind you but then when you look there's no one there um it's just kind of unsettling and i think this is just glenn uh that's getting that feeling um but uh rangram you're noticing that there's like uh seemingly something large has moved through here and you can even see some some footprints that if you wanted to take a closer look at you could Uh, yeah, he definitely would be intrigued if it looks like it was because it looks like there's something like lumbering through that was like smashing through the area more or less. Yeah, it seems like so there's. I would, um... a, I would definitely take a closer look at the uh, footprints if I could. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Roll me investigation, or I can take your passive. I know your your passive is pretty good on that too. Uh, investigation, not so much. That's Where's the? Uh, so what's gonna... like the height level of the broken branches? Uh, so it's, um, it, it almost seems like as you're looking I'll let Rangram roll as a Sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry. Four? Cool. Um, Four. uh, you can, whatever this thing it's was. It's a footprint. Yeah, it's, like it's, a, it's, a foot, it's a footprint, um, but the footprint is probably a good, like, it's, um, it's probably a good, like, eight inches, uh, eight, you know, like, eight, ten inches. It's a pretty big footprint. Um, and the, the marks in the trees, they seem to be kind of like they're they're relatively uh they're relatively high up there um and i'm on i'm on the cart so i'm at like 10 feet right now are they above or below me uh they are right about at your level um and there are and rangram as you're looking at the the footprints too you're realizing huh some of these are about eight eight to ten inches and then some of these are like 
well over a foot in diameter. Like there's a discrepancy uh, in the almost like there's a like a either different size feet or a couple different animals. Um, but something has definitely been moving through this area that is uh, of larger size. Flynn on the roof is going to take off his white robes and take his the book that he was reading and fold that up in the robes and kind of tuck that to the inside of the cart. And he's going to grab his, his air render bow and he's going to just kind of have it in his hand, not really like aiming or anything like that. And whisper down to the guys like, uh, I don't think we're going to be alone in this forest for very long. No, definitely well, not. Yeah, I thought we were going to have a nice, easy ride this time. Ringham just pulls his hammer out, still holding the reins at the moment. And when, after Glenn says that and the, the guys respond, uh, and it kind of gets quiet a little bit, uh, Glenn's going to tap his earwig and try to do an auditory perception check and see if he can hear like any movement or anything approaching them. Yeah, uh, roll me that with advantage. Uh, Not that great. Uh, 18 total. Okay. Um, Yes, uh, you can hear kind of off the path uh, to your right, maybe like kind of maybe like Eh, 60 feet or so off the path to your right um you can ahead of us or like do right uh i would probably say ahead of like ahead of you off to the right so like kind of at a diagonal angle two Mm o'clock exactly uh you can hear what sounds like uh a form moving around in the forest like you can hear twigs snapping and things like that there's movement over there does it does it sound lumbering or does it sound like it's like you know like a rabbit like quickly skittering kind of thing uh, it sounds bigger than a rabbit. I would say that you probably it's at least a medium sized creature, medium to large sized creature. Okay. Um, I would I would just relate that to guys. Big. Uh, I, what is the configuration of the cart? Who's sitting on the left and who's sitting on the right? For the boys. Uh, I, really thought about that I would, I would imagine it. it's like driving a car, where the driver's on the left. Well, okay. Only in the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Well, sorry. Branch. U.S. driver. <laughs> uh. But yeah, so I don't, I don't know if in if in uh, the Netherlands, uh, yeah, in the Netherlands, whether or not they're on the right or left, who knows? They're I'm in the middle. To, someone knows. They're in the middle. <laughs> just one, just one lane. Uh, yeah, so Glenn's kind of like crouched and he's fixated on the direction, and he's gonna like have his bow, not necessarily drawn, but like pointed that way. Uh, and he says to Cosmo, he's like, uh, just ahead, about sixty feet your side, just. Keep an eye out. But uh, and uh, Cosmo pulls his, uh, gets his weapon ready. Okay. Um, are you all walking, getting off the cart to walk over there? It would be off of the pathway. If you guys were going over there, are you just kind of going past it? Uh, Glenn votes for staying on the cart. Uh, Cosmo has no reason to leave the cart. Yeah, I think we're staying on the cart. So you should start bringing it closer at like a slower clip. Okay. Slow down a little bit. Okay. Um, yeah. So as you all are moving that direction, I assume that Glenn is continuing to listen. Uh, and 
as you all are getting closer, uh, the movement seems to start kind of moving towards you all, um, kind of at like a slow angle. It seems like they're, they are aware of you because the, like the sounds are a little bit quieter. Uh, seems like they're moving a little bit more cautiously. And then as you all are kind of making your way forward, uh, you see what looks like a humanoid form that walks out of kind of the side uh, and with a pretty big crossbow drawn. Uh, you see this, this man who is wearing like, who's just like covered in pelts, like full, full covered in pelts, huge beard, um, and has like some sort of hat on with like a big uh, tuft on the side of it. It looks like some sort of puffy tail uh, who just kind of steps out of the side and goes, Hey, what brings you all here? What are you doing in this mountain? We're just passing through. You're not here to you're not here to collect a bounty, are you? No offense. Hey, listen, I, I've been I've been I've been tracking this thing for a while. I'm not sharing no I'm not sharing the bounty. I've been up here for days. So there's a thing that here that's got a big price on its head. Uh no. Insight check. Yeah, insight. Do I even need to insight check that? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I yeah, do insight with advantage. That's I got a nat twenty. <laughs> My passive insight is eighteen. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's definitely lying. Uh, yeah, I, got a, I got a twenty-three. Great. Glad I used my nat twenty on that. You. Uh, I didn't roll, so I won't speak. Uh, uh... Well, like, so his if so, this is like a big thing you've been tracking. And, um, well, if we do kill it and, like, maybe give you some of the money or my elf friend here. All right, I'm going to level with you. That The elf is probably going to try to kill you because he found out there's gold involved and he doesn't want to split it with you. That's just it. I can't really make anything up beyond that. Roll uh, intimidation check. I'm actually kind of uncomfortable with his honesty. <laughs> uh, 18. I don't think I have anything. No, I do have a plus two intimidation. You should have more than that too because of your uh, your eye. I think you got a plus one or something for that as well. Oh, I forgot about that. That's I have to yeah. put my notes on that. But that that even with that, that'd be a dirty twenty. I'd awesome. Be 18. Brad. Um. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, you see this like pretty burly kind of like man, uh, just kind of like you see like him kind of stutter, stutter a little bit and quail a little bit, and is like realizing he's alone in the in the mountains, and there's three of you, uh, and you all are heavily armed and armored. Uh, he just kind of, uh, all right, um, well, what what is it that you're chasing, it. and then we'll decide if we even want to care. And he. He's just kind of sitting there. He's quiet for a minute. And then he just kind of rolls his eyes. All right, fine. Listen, there's there's been bear attacks. There's there's a pretty hefty bounty uh, that's available from, from Westreach that I've been trying to collect on. And, and it's been eluding me so far, but... You know, maybe with your help, this could at least it's better than better than nothing, I guess. You know, so if you if I need to cut you in, if we need to do this thing together, you know, four four hands, four weapons are better than than one. So we could do that way. Well, I mean, 
we're, we're on our way to West Reach anyways. And well, I mean, like I said, the the elf's not, he doesn't like splitting stuff. So if we just agree to this now, he, he's not going to try anything funny. It, you know, we make it, make a deal. I think, right. Honestly, I don't know, friend. Well, I, I mean, I, I do agree that if we're gonna if we're gonna work together, it's it's only really fair that you get some of a cut versus you know just edging us out completely. But I mean, can I ask a stupid question? Why are we? Why is Westreach trying to kill a bear in a forest? It kind of seems like where bears should be. It's been it's been moving in pretty close to the town. Uh, it was it was actually way within range of it where there was uh there was killings pretty close. Uh, and they've, it's kind of been chased away. So it's, uh, it's still on their radar. They just want it out of the way. I don't know. They, uh, apparently it's been causing some problems. I don't ask questions. I just, you know, take the take, I just took the job on. So I don't know, whatever. Um, who the hell are you guys anyway? It looks to Cosmo. Glenn looks to Cosmo. Yeah. We both look to Cosmo like yeah. you're the God. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, um, I, uh, this is Dale, I'm Rock, and, uh, that's Mr. Poopy Pants. Poops or, McGee, nice to meet you. Right, he poops in his pants a lot, but, uh, Poops it's McGee. A, it's a family name. Right. And, uh, you? That's, those are fake names, but whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll you roll a persuasion me. on that. <laughs> You can call me Von Renf, uh, which is named after uh, Kyle Renf on uh, Twitter. So thank you for sharing the show. Ooh. Well, uh, Renf, was he? Or should mm-hmm. I call you Von? I mean, you can call me darling as long as we kill this, uh, as long as we kill this bear. I, that's really all that matters. I don't feel like hanging out. I don't you normally work i kind of work alone normally so i'm uh, kind of a solitary being so this is more social interaction than i've had in months uh, darling is reserved for more pretty individuals but uh who knows hey i clean up nice but whatever what's Looks uh like- what's the the cost of this bounty again hunting something in its own domain is usually the worst way to do it how much are they offering for this? Oh man, it's 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 pretty it's pretty good. Uh, I think it's trying to get at least uh, five hundred gold for it. Inside check. Okay, go for it. Uh, not that great. Twelve, fifteen. Okay, uh, you can you're probably guessing it's a bit higher than that, but not a ton higher. It's not like he's he's undercutting you a ton, but it's likely higher than that a little bit. Well, guys, we uh, we hunting bears. Are we letting Von Renth get torn apart by himself out here? Well, um, hey, darling. Uh, so you was tracking it. Do you got anything that like might like uh, um? There's no way for me to not make this weird. Do you have anything I can smell from from the bear? Yes, from from the bear, yeah, not just in general. I was, I was gonna say, I mean, I haven't showered in quite some time, so I mean, you can likely you can, can smell tell. me likely. So, um, actually, yeah, that's that's interesting uh, question. Um, I've been picking up some of the uh, seems like 
whatever it is, you know, the size of this thing, it's been rubbing against the trees and it's been leaving some fur behind. So um, he actually reaches into his, into his back pocket and uh, pulls out a uh, kind of a tuft of, tuft of fur, like this kind of brown black uh, fur that is, uh, and he kind of hands it, like kind of holds it out to you. Well, yep, I'm, I'm going to take that. And Rangrim's going to take it and just like smash it into his face and take like a really long, uncomfortable like inhale in his nose and um i am going to use the constable's sigil rad rad from uh from the titular uh constable hunter it's, yeah so mm-hmm. he's you, punk dog uh, so just it's fine so yeah as you do that and you activate the that magic item you see a kind of like red trail like this red smoke trail kind of like any <laughs> just basically like uh, the Witcher Wild Hunt uh, kind of appear uh, before you that kind of continues down uh, along the pathway um, ahead of you. Well, we got the trail now, darling. So, um, I mean, you can come, I uh, guess, and Rangrim just kind of giddy ups the donkeys <laughs> and just starts going. Uh, uh, get, um, yeah, I'll walk, I'll run on alongside. Okay, don't worry about it. Um, and so he kind of is jogging alongside the cart, uh, kind of huffing and puffing, uh, and covered in all of his, uh, his pelts as, uh, yeah, as you guys all head, uh, further down the pathway, um, roll me. Hmm. I, I guess I don't need to have you have roll any perception checks or anything like that, at least not for Rangrim. Um, but if anyone else wants to, you can. Glenn, Glenn turns around and sees like Von Renf kind of like jogging, trying to keep up and he looks at him and goes, do you want to do you want to ride on the cart? Uh, I'm I'm all right. I appreciate the offer though. He's kind of like as he's like <gasps> as he, <laughs> he's got a huffing and puffing back behind the cart. He's like, oh, I, I think you misinterpreted. I wasn't offering. I was just curious, and just turns back around and starts watching forward. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, you all head uh, you all head kind of following along this trail, and um, at at some point it kind of splits off to. Um, the main pathway is kind of continuing, like the, the main most traveled path is continuing forward. Uh, and there seems to be kind of like a path that is leading off to the right. Uh, that's a little bit less, more of like a game trail kind of thing, but you can see that clearly something large has gone through here and kind of pushed, uh, the plants and and broken branches as it's gone through. Um, and, uh, you all are able to kind of turn the cart down this way. Um, and because it's been kind of widened, uh, you know, unnaturally, uh, you are able to continue down along this path and following that red vapor, uh, you eventually come to this slight clearing and you can see there seems to be some sort of large form that seems to be kind of like tucked underneath a tree, uh, kind of maybe 60 feet away from you all. Uh, and you can hear kind of like, I, when I say large, this thing is probably like, I would put it in the, I would put it in the large category for creatures. So probably like a good eight feet ish. Um, but it's, you can hear like kind of rumbling snores uh, coming from that direction. Uh, well, I think we found the thing what we have to kill for our darling here. Mr. Krampf, Krampf, Von Don. This thing's a little bit smaller than I thought it would be, but hell, I mean, that's easier than t- t- 
hey, I'm not going to complain. All we need to do is bring the head back to, to Westreach and the gold's ours. You said it's uh, smaller than you expected. That's, that's a pretty big beast over there saying this quietly. Yeah. I've seen some markings up in some of the trees that were bigger than that. I just, I mean, it's, you know, it's always a good, it's always a good surprise when it's smaller than you expect. Who knows? It could have been jumping or climbing the trees and making those marks. Who knows? That uh, doesn't seem very likely, but if you uh, want to go ahead and take the first crack, it's, it's, it's your bounty, man. It's, it's up to you. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I, I think, uh, Von Remph, uh, kind of walks up, seems very eager, uh, pulls back that crossbow, uh, puts a, puts a bolt in it, uh, and kind of like getting within maybe like 40 feet of it. Uh, he lets a bolt fly, uh, that sticks into the side of this, this bear, uh, in the side of its neck. Um, and it wakes up in a terrible fury, uh, absolutely just roaring. Um, and it, this thing stands up to its full height of like probably like eight to nine feet on its back legs. And this thing is monstrous. Um, yeah, so let's uh, let's actually roll initiative for all of you. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> I got a nat one. <laughs> so I got a six. Peace. All right. Uh, Von rolled awful. Great. Uh, got that first Ring Groom got an 11. Tight. Okay. Uh, Cosmo got a 14. Okay. Some low initiatives. Let's roll for. Oh, well. Bear is going first. That seems fitting. Very fitting. Very, very fitting. It's very fitting. <clears throat> uh yeah so <laughs> this thing wakes up uh roars and just automatically charges von Remf <laughs> just immediately uh who like turns to you all uh is like kind of looks back and makes sure you guys are all there behind him and then uh turns around to see this thing just absolutely barreling at him uh and that is going to be a 19 to hit Oh yeah, that's not going to be good for him. Um, it is going to absolutely attack him. Hitting with the first attack, missing with the second attack, and missing with the third attack. But it's going to get him with one good claw right to the face. Uh, uh, let's do some damage to Von Remph. Von Remph. Uh, yeah, that's going to be 15 damage to Von. Uh, as he just like takes a, a claw right across the uh, kind of like right across the chest and shoulders, uh, falling back just a bit, uh, and kind of like is he's as he's trying to load his, reload his crossbow, it's kind of it, it kind of breaks that that movement, uh, and so he's kind of distracted for a second as he's uh, swiped, and that's going to bring us to Cosmo's turn. Uh, Cosmo, like, well, I guess I'm in then, and. Uh... Jumps down off the cart, uh, running in to kind of hit the bear and uh, kind of get its attention, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm going to do. Do it. Let's go. I'll run up here. That. And 
quick. And attack. 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 Alright. Terrific. So I got a 24 and an 8. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, the uh, the 24 hits, the 8 does not. That's fine. I expected it. That's fine. Um, so Cosmo runs up, smacks that thing with a war pick, does 12 damage, and just starts going at it. Uh. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah, sorry, how much damage was that? 12. 12? All right. Um, yeah, I, I th- so are you trying to uh, are you trying to distract it to get it to target you instead? Yeah, that's... Yeah, sure. Okay. So kind of you to try to save Vaughn. Um, awesome. That's going to bring us to Rangrim's turn. It's in my nature, so... Mm-hmm. Um, so, Rangrim, uh, we were just rolling up on the cart onto this whole scene. Yeah, for sure. Right? Okay, Rangrim... Um, this is going to hop off the cart, holding. I was just had my hammer out and making his way to Cosmo about halfway there. Use my star metal ring to like Captain America my shield to me. And as it makes contact with my hand, I'm gonna cast Bless on the whole bo- whole party. And I'm just like leisurely strolling towards the bear. Mm-hmm. Roll me a religion check. That's that's better than the previous one, seventeen. Cool. Yeah, I think Actually, that. Um, to that, I believe. I think you're still getting your hang a hang of this like new kind of like the magic still feels a little bit weird, like the the divine magic. It's not, like it, it felt like it was coming from a lot further away, but like you're you're just you're starting to get like a little bit more comfortable with it uh, as you're as you're you're you know you're using more of this magic. So yeah, your your spell goes off without any problems. All right, and uh, so that was my action, my movement, and so I'm going to move. Do we all have bless? Is that what I heard? Uh, yes, so yeah, we're all hashtag blessed. Everyone except for uh, for Hunter Van, because uh, I can only do it to. Is it actually no? Uh, let me double check. I think it's is it three allies or four allies or three people or we all find out. Uh, up to three creatures. Sorry, man. I did it with the first level spell. <laughs> Sorry, bro. And then that would be my turn. Awesome. Uh, sweet. That's going to bring us to uh, Vaughn, who is going to uh, seeing, like, taking this this damage from this bear. Be like, uh, you you got this right. And he's going to kind of like back up a little bit now that it's not engaged with him, kind of tucking back here behind this rock and reloading his crossbow. He's going to take another shot off at it. Um, he absolutely misses. I think he's like, he's, he's injured and his arm is like, he's kind of like his, uh, his arm is covered in blood. And so as he's pulling back this string, it kind of like, sh- it kind of like lets go early and it kind of just shoots it into the ground. And he's like, damn it. And he starts to like trying to cock it back again uh, and reload that crossbow. But he, yeah, he misses that that shot pretty spectacularly. Uh, so he is now kind of taking, he's hiding behind this rock and kind of uh, kneel down and is re- trying to reload the crossbow. Uh, and that's going to bring us to Glenn. Uh, so Glenn 
spending a lot of time in the forest around Tin Town and spending a good amount of time hunting for his own food. And with uh, our boy saying that the bear is smaller than he expected, is going to use his action to use a perception check for an audio an audio perception check again and listen for something bigger mm-hmm. uh natural 19 plus six so 25 yes glenn you watching your your friends uh engaged in combat with this uh with this bear like there's obviously growls and 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 uh, roars and you know sounds of pain and and, and uh uh you know the, the the heavy clanking of your two uh not subtle dwarven companions uh, as they're as they're engaged in battle uh but beyond that you're hearing like what sounds kind of like and you almost feel it more than you hear it you feel and hear something coming something much larger uh, that seems to be coming from uh, past them. So like looking at this map to the right hand side, uh, that is, and you can hear like things breaking and uh, something big is coming uh, and it's, it's distant, but it's getting, getting closer. And uh, so a perception, like an intentional perception check on your turn, is that an action or a bonus action? Uh, because you have so many things you can do on bonus actions, I'll let you do it as a bonus action as long as you burn your bonus action. Sure. Okay. Um, all right. So then doing that, uh, Glenn's going to hold his attack action with his air render bow and just draw a, like a spectral, a wind arrow and have it knocked. And he's waiting for something to like burst through the tree line. Okay. Um, but as he, he does that, he says, uh, boys, you might want to stop picking on the small one. And that's my turn. Okay. Perfect. Well, <laughs> As just if on cue, uh, Cosmo, Rangrim, you kind of look back at Glenn and hear him say that and then look past the bear as you see a monstrous dire bear come just barreling through the trees, literally knocking one tree sideways out of its way as it knocks it pretty much clean out of the ground um, as what I'm going to call Mama Bear comes just rushing up uh, and you realize that the bear in front of you is not a full, full-grown bear. It is a baby dire bear that you are currently fighting. Um, and mama here now. <laughs> mama here now. So uh, mama bear is uh, is going to uh, do a roar. Uh, and I need uh, you all to do a one second. Once she's through the clearing, can, can Glenn see her? Just because he would let go, he would lose the arrow. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, roll your attack. Uh, Thirteen to hit, Mama. Okay. Uh, that just hits. Oh wow. Beats. Uh, beats. And I didn't have any sneak i wasn't hiding or anything oh wow rolled max damage so 15 damage on that shot uh awesome yeah you uh you blast this this bear kind of in the face as it's running 
forward trying to get to its cub uh, and it kind of like roars in pain as you, this like arrow explode, like little air arrow explodes in its face, uh, not stopping it in any way, shape or form. Um, and uh, I need you all to make me con saving throws. Um, uh, everybody gets a plus four to their save. Except me, right? It's oh, ten feet with, for you? I have a feeling it is ten feet. Yeah, I think it's ten you feet. Are also, you're also blessed. So that's a d4? Mm-hmm. Look at a d4. Okay. Um, oh, a four fuck. And a d4. Oh, I got a... With all that, I got a six. Total. Six. Yeah, you're... You're cooked. Um, what did uh, Rangrim or Cosmo get? Uh, that's a, I rolled super low, but I got a 15. Okay. Um, Cosmo got... It was a con saving throw? Yes. So I got a 17. Okay. Uh, Rangram and Cosmo make the save, so you're only going to take half damage. Glenn's going to take full damage. Um, as this thing roars, you're hit with this just, like, wave of sound that just, like, literally, it, it feels like it's just gonna, it, like, you feel like you're bleeding out of the ears, especially you, Glenn, especially because of, like, you had, like, sensitive hearing as it was. Like, Perfect. you're just, like, the little, like, you just feel the, uh, uh, the earway just got, like, it kind of, like, feels like it just, like, absolutely amplifies it in your own ear which I think is the reason that you fail that so spectacularly I love it um, so that's going to be uh, Glenn you're going to take 21 damage oh fuck and uh, the two of you are going to take half of that so you're going to take 10 damage holy shit I rolled pretty high on those Glenn, Glenn not feel good after that one um, yeah, I think that you, uh, I think, Glenn, I think you're knocked back five feet. You're not prone. You just kind of get knocked backwards five feet. Uh, and, yeah, the two dwarves don't get pushed. So we take the half of a roar. Take, take ten damage yeah. each of you. Um, and this thing's still moving forward, but uh, it's it's used all of its movement this turn. So that's going to bring us to the top of the round with other bear, with baby bear. Uh, baby bear is, that's not going to hit. Not going to hit. Not going to hit. Uh, it is uh, distracted by the fact that its its mother is there. Um, it's kind of like half heartedly taking these uh, these swipes now at you, Cosmo, um, and it's going to miss with all three of those attacks. Uh, and that is going to be it for uh, yes, yeah, that's going to be it for that bear, um, which is going to bring us to Cosmo. Okay, Cosmo, seeing the big one come in, he's. Oh, that's what you was talking about. Uh, wonder if we can get this little one to just run out of here. It seems like it's off its, uh, a little concerned. I don't know. I don't know how this works, but Cosmo would try. I don't even know how to like try and make it flee. Do I have anything that can make it flee? Bear mace. <laughs> Is, is command humanoid only? It's not. I it's was just. Creature? It's just this creature. That would you, do it. Yeah. All right. Bears. Think, yeah, because command has a flea command. Does let's give it a shot. It's any yeah. one word command. Well, and then uh, so I guess uh, I don't think I have to roll anything. I think you do, and uh, so Cosmo just tell me what to do. Go on, get. 
and uh, he has go to get. <laughs> go on getting out. You hear? Has to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh man, you know these wise bears. <laughs> famously, famously wise bears. Famously wise bears. It's actually not bad. Uh, it's a ten plus. It's a twelve. No, it's not good. <laughs> no. <laughs> Mm-mm. That's a no for me, dog. <laughs> nah, dog. That's um, a hard. Yeah. How's a no do you? How? Okay, so what happens with that? Uh, explain to me. Give me the rundown. So Cosmo just puffs himself up in his dwarf-like manner, just go on, get, and he just like shakes his weapons at him. No. Go. So does it have to move? So I guess it has to move its it movement has- away from you on its turn. I guess right. Uh. The target spends its turn moving away from you by the fastest oh. means available. Okay, so that would be cool. movement and action. Yep, right? yep, yep. So it'll burn everything to be able to get away from you on its turn. Um, awesome. Is there anything else Cosmo's doing on his turn? Um, I don't think so. That's a full action spell. No, that's it. Done. Awesome. Rangrim. Um, so it's Rangrim's turn. The baby bear... The baby dire bear is now is well, it's not fleeing yet, but it's like it's about to. It would actually move on its turn, correct? Mm-hmm. All right. Um and Mama Bear is just yelling at us to do like ear damage. Mm-hmm. Um and it'll be within range. It's gonna kind of start like um shit. Uh, Cosmo, I know you. That's good saving like the baby one and everything, but I think that's the problem. And as he points at it, I'm gonna do guiding bolt at third level. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. All right, let's see if we can do another Janus at the at the baby Who's bear. Insta kill it. The big bear. I think. No, not the baby bear. The mama bear. Oh, okay. No, not baby bear. Mama bear. All right. Mm-hmm. Mama saying. bear is getting guiding bolt. All right. All right. All right. Flee, young one. Rangrim just lightning bolts it. Too slow. Um, my spell attack is a plus eight. That's a 17. That hits. Do it, Mama Bear. All right, sick. I think it's 66. Uh. For third level. Sorry, I have to double check. Yes. 10. 16. 25 25 damage with guiding and, bolt and it bear. is uh yeah and it's uh it's lit up like fourth of nice july and glowy. hopefully some sneaky boy could get an advantage on you said 25 you said 25 yeah. damage okay correct sweet um awesome that is going to bring us to vaughn who uh, still bleeding uh, from across his chest. You can see the, the, the pelts are all torn. Kind of looks up as soon as his bear just charges out of the woods and goes, Ugh, I, I, it's not worth this. And he turns and runs away. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's going to uh, run run past, kind of run past Glenn uh, and is going to try start running using his full movement to flee off the uh, back down the pathway you guys just came down. And uh, Von Renf is gone. And you all are alone with these two very big bears. Glenn, 
It's your turn. How uh how close did Von Rent get to me? Pretty close. Uh, I mean, the pathway is pretty narrow, so probably within five ten feet. Yeah. Uh, Glenn is going to when Von Rent gets within five feet of him. Use an attack of opportunity. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. Roll me that attack. say we're gonna use his i just need to see what the uh, i'm dying uh 11 plus 8 so 19 to hit uh yes that does so as as von rents running by glenn's kind of acknowledging that uh the guy that got us into this is quickly pulling himself out of it he swipes at him with his double-bladed scimitar for not a ton of damage uh, 11 damage. Okay, yeah, are you, uh, you, uh, you swipe at him and kind of catch him across the the back and side as he's running past, um, and he, I, I think that he, you take him by surprise for sure, um, and he kind of looks over at you and, uh, just, like, gives you, like, kind of a look, a look of surprise and also just, a, like, immediate, like, anger, um, but he's going to try to continue to uh, to run uh, run away. I mean, he's even more injured at this point. He's like probably like he's he's pretty like you got him good, um, and now he is just like you can see there's a trail of blood that uh, coming like dripping down this dude's like cold steez. Okay, um, yeah. So as they as they go by or as he's like running away, I look over to Rangram and Cosmo. Um, they haven't been hit yet right no no nah. did i no, I, I oh we, we took the roar off. we just the roar damage the roar technically damage. right so the only blood trail right now would be this guy um yeah. glenn is gonna look to the guys and say boys this isn't our fight let's go and he's gonna cast darkness in between the two bears and create a 6 Sorry, it's a <laughs> ten foot diameter, so it's gonna be. Wait, what is ten this? Foot... He's darkness. He darkness. Oh shit! So That's a, cool. A ten foot globe. Right. I can actually draw this. It might be crappy, but it'll be drawn. I just want to make sure it's in the right spot. Huh? Ten feet in diameter. I don't think the bear has had the little bear has had a chance to run. I don't know. So I'm gonna make it like right here in this area, and like trying to obscure the dire bear's vision from seeing the guys. And that's my action. Awesome. Um, sweet. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the, the black spot. <laughs> <laughs> Darkness. Um, yeah, amazing. No, for sure it is. It is that. Um, okay. Uh, so. Yeah, um, I left the so baby this... bears. I left the baby's bear head out so he can still see Cosmo to run away. Cool, perfect. Um, yeah, so this this globe of darkness expands um, in front of Mama Bear as she's kind of charging forward, uh, and the baby bear's head is still poking out of it. Uh, and that is going to bring us to the Mama Bear's turn, um, who is I'm gonna. She's going to get confused for sure. I'm going to see if she has the wherewithal to get, well, the bear with all to get out of it. <laughs> oh, no. The um, wear bear with all. That was good. 
She rolled a uh, she rolled a fourteen plus uh, plus six, um, and because she can still she has a keen smell, she's advantage on perception checks to rely on smell. She can still smell you guys, um, and so. So yeah, I asked, she, does she smell us or does she smell the blood of Von Renth? So yeah, so she uh, likely all of it, um, but she still knows where you everyone's at. So she's and you guys are between her and Von Renth. Uh, so it's it's she knows where you guys are at. So she's going to continue forward um, and comes poking out the side of that uh, of that darkness globe, um, which is probably pretty fucking scary for Cosmo and Rangrim as this thing just comes like barreling through and just like all of a sudden there's darkness globe and then all of a sudden there's giant bear head that's poking right above uh baby bear <laughs> um so let's do some attacks uh rangram i think you're gonna take uh take one of these uh she's gonna t- try to do the one of the claws and the bite on rangram and then she's gonna catch try to catch cosmo with one of those claws um the bite is gonna be an 18 plus 10 oof uh, oof on Rangram, Oofa. 28, uh, 15 on the claw. Plus. And then Cos- Cosmo, oh. uh, you're going to get, it's going to be a uh, 16 uh, to hit you with that second claw, which I assume is not going to hit. No. Okay. Um, so Rangram, you're just going to take that bite attack, which actually surprisingly is less damage than the claws. Still a fistful of dice I can hear. Not that bad. Uh, <laughs> that's just going to be uh, 10 damage. Uh, piercing damage as she uh, leans down and just like kind of crunches on you, uh, it piercing through your armor uh, as she's able to get a get a little nibble on you. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, but yeah, that is gonna that's gonna do it for Mama. Um, it's gonna be Baby Bear's turn, who is going to automatically immediately uh, turn and uh, let's see if I can pick this thing and is gonna do its full movement to run back down the pathway that way. Um, so baby bear is now officially disengaged with combat and is, uh, I mean, you guys can't see them cause they've fled pat- backwards away from this globe. Um, but yeah, that is where we're at. Uh, Cosmo, uh, it is your turn. Okay. Um, Cosmo is going to, I, apparently I have two of these. So Cosmo is going to use his action to cast Abjure Enemy on the Dire Bear. Um, and she... What is that? That's my other channel divinity that I never use. Most of the time I drop the Vow of Enmity one. Uh, but it's basically a fear. So she has to make mm-hmm. a wisdom saving throw. Um, and then she's frightened. Speed is reduced to zero. So. Okay. Uh, radical. Uh, so wisdom saving throw. Surprisingly, these bears are pretty wise. Um, that is going to be a... It's a 15. Okay, so she she meets it, so she saves. Okay. Uh, on a success, the creature speed is halved for one minute or until the creature takes any damage. I'll say that for my companions. I don't know if they would know that, but. So she's not afraid of you. She just, her speed's halved, but she's already in your grill and you guys are engaged in combat. So that's not super going to help you. No. Um... Hey, this bear understands common, but can't speak it. 
Cool. Okay. Huh. I was I could <laughs> I don't think No, I'm uh, kidding. I I I I I'm reading the 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 thing, but that's not that does not canon. <laughs> oh, got it. Does not understand common. As far as you know, it doesn't understand common. Well, I would I digress. Uh and then Cosmo just does that and he's like Rangrim, run. Um and then I guess if you guys run, you guys are gonna take tax opportunity unless you disengage. Anymore. That was an action. So is disengage a bonus action or is it full action? It would be a full action. So full action. Yeah, yeah, it's a bonus action for Glenn. Rip that. Uh, I don't know what else I got. I mean, a lot of hit points. A little. Does she, so. Only for me, for Claire. Oops, sorry, that that was wrong. Um, what am I trying to say? Uh, sorry, the the whole overlay moved for a second, so it kind of caught me off guard there. Uh, is an attack of opportunity just like one, or is it like all three of the things that she can do? It would just be one. Just the one. Okay, then that's fine. I'll I'll take the attack of opportunity on it. Okay, you're gonna try fleeing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, she's she's not going to be. She, I don't think she's going to get you. Well, no, she is going to get you with that. That's a fifteen plus ten, so uh, that oh, yeah. is going to be a twenty-five. Okay. She's going to get you with a claw. Um. So eight plus nine. Uh, so that's going to be fifteen damage. Okay. And then I'll move my full movement away. Um. So we got one, two, three. Four, five. Oh, um, I need you to um, make a. Uh, I didn't see this last. Well, actually, no. I haven't hit you with a claw yet. Um, I need you to make me a strength saving throw. Okay. Am I still blessed? Yep. Or did that? Okay. Strength saving throw. Strength saving throw. It's gonna be a fifteen. You don't make it. Um, if a target is large, or if it, if the target is a larger, smaller creature, it must succeed on a DC eighteen strength saving throw or be knocked prone. Eighteen, holy shit! So it hits you in the back and knocks you flat on your stomach um, as you're trying to flee away, um, and you go. You're basically knocked prone currently. Um, and then what is it? Half my movement to stand up. Half your movement to stand up. Yeah. Okay. Do I? Can I still run, or is that another attack of opportunity? I believe, no, I don't think you can. You've already tried moving, and that was when you got attacked. So I think I believe that you'd have to do it on your next turn. You're just prone, right? It's only if they have Sentinel. Like if he if he's like leaving. Well, I would I would expect if he's like leaving, he gets knocked down, and then he like gets up from however far away he made, and then continues running. Okay, that, that's fine. Yeah, and that's fine. Sentinel like, would be the thing that stops people from moving. So you'd only be able to use half your movement basically to move away at this point. Okay, you have to get up from being prone. Yeah, exactly. So you just get you just get half your movement, which I think is like two squares for Cosmo. Yeah, pretty much. We'll Uh, say so. What also so so what we'll say is is that Cosmo tries to turn and run and gets slashed and crawls (laughs) and stands up. I love Uh, it. That's perfect. Um, Awesome, Uh, Rangrim. What you doing? Um, seeing 
you know, them shouting to run, everybody else running. Brandon Grimm's going to go, um, uh, Cosmo, you need to hurry up, and I'm going to disengage as well as click my heels together to activate my boots of speed, <laughs> and I'm going to just, like, right past Cosmo and, like, hop right under the front of the cart and just kind of get everything giddy-upped. Um, hell yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, is roll me cart, an animal handling check. Is the cart right here? It's yeah, it's pretty. It's I'm gonna say it's just like off where you guys like started this encounter. I just didn't want to put it on the map. No, that's fine. I I'm just never even got off of it. Yeah, Glenn technically didn't. So be where Glenn is, I'd assume. Yeah, mm-hmm. that now wasn't good. I rolled a two. Okay. Um, I think that the donkeys are super scared. I think that that's what's going on. You're having a hard time calming them down. Uh, so I, I think that uh, this is like they're not really listening to you currently. Uh, but you're you've, you're like you're trying to get them up, and they're not really moving that much just because they're they're really scared right now. Okay. Um, that is all of, all of my uh, stuff. Okay. Uh, Glenn, it is your turn. Uh, so Glenn's like on the top of the cart, just cast darkness and saw Cosmos <laughs> get smacked into the ground. Um, Rangram's on the cart but the donkeys are freaking out. Um, Glenn's going to hop down into the driver, or I guess like the passenger seat with um, Rangrim, and he's going to grab hold of the reins, and I'm going to try to make an animal handling check, turn the donkeys around, and yeah, go get for them it. going. Go for it. I don't even know if I'm good at animal. I doubt I'm good at animal handling. I think it's a wisdom base, isn't it? Oh, fuck me. Uh, an 11. I think that they start doing it, but I don't, I think that they're still pretty scared. I think they're moving pretty slow. I don't think that they're moving very quickly. Um, so I think they're kind of backstepping a little bit. They're not moving in a straight line as much as you'd like them to. And so they're, uh, it may, they make it maybe like, maybe like halfway turned, but they're like, they're not ready to run in the opposite direction yet. Uh, okay. And then as a bonus action, then um, I'm going to like, as I'm like struggling with and realizing not moving, cause I'm guessing that's my action to turn them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, throw out the rapier and say joro cause a distraction and the like in one movement it's going to just beeline and try to just stab the dire bear in the eye awesome yeah uh roll me that attack what is the hit on the okay uh 13 oh no 14 to hit okay um that does hit yeah absolutely D8 plus five. Uh, it's only seven damage. Uh, okay. Poke him in the eye, and I'm just trying to turn the cart. Not only. Be, be confident about your rapier damage. It's seven <laughs> damage. It's it's Joro's rapier damage. Joro's seven damage. Uh, yeah, this thing flies forward and stabs uh, stabs this bear in the eye who lets out a another roar, uh, not one that damages you. Um, but, you know, obviously, like, it's kind of distracting. It's kind of waving its head side to side, trying to get this thing, you know, out of its eye, kind of batting in its own face. Um, and that is going to bring us to Mama Bear's turn, who is going to uh, move right up at you. 
Uh, he has half movement so, speed. I don't know how much she has, but she has half, half movement it. speed for sure. Um, so yeah, her not movement, worried about she's not worried about baby bear anymore. Um, I think right now she's blinded with rage uh, to try to get you all. I'll, I'll roll a percentage dice though. Actually, I think I would have technically had advantage on Joro's attack because of the guiding bolt that was okay. still Correct. never activated. Have, I don't think it's going to make any kind of difference. That was the first yeah. attack that would have hit. It was all the same. Okay. Perfect. Um, so her speed is 50 feet. So one, two, Yuck. still enough. It's enough to get to you. Um, she's going to uh, catch up with you all. Um, as you guys are turning this, uh, she is going to try to hit the cart. Oh, well, mm-mm. It's a 19 plus 10. Um, I don't know what the AC for the cart is. <laughs> I'm sure carts have AC. <laughs> No, they but, definitely do. I'm sure it's not over 15. Yeah, it's a cart. <laughs> Most objects, I think, have like a like a 10. I was gonna say it's got to be like 50 50. I'm, yeah, my guess would be 10. Like, yeah, that's like, let's, let's not go. armored. <laughs> let's let's go with that. Um, she's gonna take a swipe at it, uh, and oh my god, certain. Oh, never mind. Rolled almost max damage. Uh, 14 plus 2, so 16 plus 6, so uh, that's 22 damage. Um, I think she, I think she shreds one of the wheels. I think that, uh, I think she hits that back wheel and it just, like, it just destroys it. And, like, you feel the back of the cart just kind of, like, drop down to the ground. Um, who is on the back of the cart or within reach of the, like, so who's on the front of the cart? Where is everyone located on the cart currently? I'm in the Uh, dirt. Yeah, yeah, I believe Rangrim and Glenn were both on the front of the car. Yeah, we're like in the driver's and passenger seat. Okay. Cosmo's in the dirt still. He's not. He doesn't make it to the cart. That's right. No, um, I was in the dirt somewhere. I I feel like I got moved. I I think I moved you uh, because I forgot that I, I thought everyone got to the um, yeah, cart. I think the cart. I think he that she hits the cart and right and damages the. Uh, I think she hits the cart mm-hmm. and damages the wheel. And then looks over and sees Cosmo prone on the ground, or standing, <laughs> like kind of just to the. Because I think side she would have walked her. over me or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, she would have. She would have stepped over me if because I didn't move. He only, only got been... ten. He only got an extra or fifteen feet from where he was before, which would have been three squares. Like technically, okay. she's standing on him right now. Okay, um, for sure. I, Cosmo wasn't laying on the ground though; he was standing, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I probably would have had her attack you, but I forgot that you were there. Um, so I'm just going to have her, uh, I'll, I'll just have her, uh, I don't want her to keep attacking the cart because she's going to shred it, but I'll, I'll roll a couple, uh, more attacks. Cause yeah, I mean, if uh, Cosmo roll a roll stealth check for me. I mean, if she walks by him, he gets attack of opportunity too. Right, but um, I mean, she would have seen him. Uh, it that's, that's... It's nothing. It's with disadvantage. I think it's a five. It's a six. Okay. Um, roll me a dexterity saving throw then. All right, well, that's actually really fat. That's dope. That's a 24. Am I blessed? Because okay. otherwise okay. it's it's more, but... No, I mean, well, uh, I think you would still be blessed, but um, I, okay. I think that what happens then is she comes barreling past you, doesn't see you, uh, and you're able to sidestep her feet from like getting you. Basically, I think that's the way I look at that. Okay. Um, I so that. I think that she's, I think that I think she just has to keep attacking the cart then with her two extra attacks. Um, dude, 
and she hits with both of them. She rolled a 15 and a 16. Those are both plus 10. Um, I think the card's gonna about is about to get fucking shredded. I don't. I'm not even gonna roll damage for it. Um, I think that she tears the cage off the back of the cart um, and just proceeds to like take a big chunk out of the back of it, jaw style. Um, and uh, I think the cart is like, I think it's I think it's pretty mangled at this point. Uh, she literally bites into the back of the cage and tears it off and throws it against the uh, the like kind of the stone. Um, to the right-hand side of you all as you, like along this path, this passageway. Uh, and you all have the, you all are now kind of stuck. Uh, and this bear is looming over the three of you. Uh, it is Cosmo's turn. Good. Uh, why is running so hard? Can we just like, I recognize the elephant in the room. The one time we try to run. Anyways, okay. Cosmo rolls out of the way, sees her demolish the cart, and is just like, oh no, not on my watch, and just is gonna run up with like a glittering, uh, crackling hammer and is gonna hit this okay. mama. Nat 20. Just right. Right with that divine smite. Called. Nice. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna need some dice help for sure. <laughs> Cause the second one would have been a twenty-one, n- not a nat twenty. So Okay. Oof. So Wait, go ahead. Alright, I gotta figure out how many D eights I gotta roll. Hold on a second. <laughs> hey, <just> pump <laughs> Yeah, pump every spell you got into this one. Um <laughs> so... Mama Bear's about to turn into mist. <laughs> uh hold on a second. Sorry. Okay, so um all right, so we need one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight D eights. So here we go. Um so fifty four damage. Uh this thing, you hit this thing with your hammer and just like lightning crackles all the way through. Um as you like basically like the hair on this thing just immediately stands up and it's like turns into a chia pet for a second. Um and just like it looks like a Pomeranian uh as like the lightning is like crackling all around it. Like literally the teeth of this bear as it's holding this uh this Cajun's mouth, like you can see like it's like the, the lightning is jumping between the teeth. Um and uh yeah, that is that is a good amount. It is uh, definitely bloodied uh, at this point. And you can see that it like seems like this. Uh, there's like a big smoking mark where you've hit it with your hammer, uh, where like the the hair is burned. Uh, yeah, let me see. Perfect. Uh, Rangrim, it's your turn. Uh, Rangrim, seeing the devastation to his beloved cart, um, it's gonna turn, look at the bear, but mm-mm, not today. I'm fast as fuck, boy, and I'm gonna run past the bear to the bear's hind legs. And I'm going to just simply attack. Awesome. There in her hind leg. Didn't know you knew how to attack. My my hammer. I didn't have both shields equipped. Okay. So that is uh, 18. Yep, it hits. And so that is uh, 
Oh, that's not a D D8. What am I doing? Nice. So that's 11. And then I also get an additional... This is the reason I was attacking. I forgot all my attacks get an additional D8 fire damage as well. Woo! That's dope. So that's 17. Uh, awesome. 17. So eight, 11 bludgeoning and then the other six fire damage. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the fire damage. I, I think that uh, I, I like Cosmos Hammer did... Uh, you like you get you get the the wonderful smell of singed hair as you uh, you light this thing up and and kind of you see its hair burn away as you hit it in the back uh, the back leg, but yeah it's uh, it is not looking good. That is going to bring us. Um, so, uh, Glenn, it is your turn. Yes. Uh, okay. So Glenn's gonna kind of like stand up from the crippled carton looks to it and looks at the bears like we gave you every opportunity to change this but guess some decisions get made for you right and he's gonna pull out the double-bladed scimitar adnas and he's gonna kind of just like take a step up the little part where he normally hangs out and just leap onto the bear and the cage is gone completely okay he's just gonna jump up on the bear from okay. the, the seats um, acrobatics check happily uh i have to do some climbing here a bunch 24 okay uh you're able to 21 uh, okay you're able to jump up and like get a big handful um of of bear bear hair uh and you know kind of rock climb your way up swing my way over yep exactly yeah you go full legolas on it from uh that terrible cgi scene from the end of return of the king it was beautiful back in 2008 or six or whenever that came out you you hold your tongue it looks like it's made out of plastic. <laughs> it anus. was. It was made out of digital plastic. <laughs> it's as bad as a uh, Neville falling uh, down from the oh, room yeah. in the first yeah, Harry yeah. Potter. <laughs> but not as bad as uh, the Phantom Menace. What happens in the Phantom? Anyway, it's neither here nor there. We sure. just, we just, we just got this whole episode uh, DMCA'd. Um, uh, Cool. Yeah, and then he's going to, like, once he gets up, he's going to kind of straddle the back of it, and he's just going to stab, like, right through the back of the neck. He's just going to try to take this thing's head off in one impalement. Uh, okay. is, and, it, is it nighttime? And, uh, it is not. No, it's it's probably, like, four or five o'clock at this point. It's getting close, okay. but no. You, you guys have been in combat, like, you guys haven't been in the combat that long. No, I just, like, traveling through the scary forest, I forgot if it was nighttime or not. No, it's not. Uh, it's a 24 to hit, which I'm going to guess hits. Uh, yes, it does. Uh, I got to roll a bunch of dice as well. So 5 plus 6, so 11. Sneak attack because it's engaged. So 11 plus 8, 19, 22. Uh, 24 three damage on that strike as he just buries the double-bladed scimitar into it but as it's as he like swings down there's a a small cloud that kind of collects towards the tip of it and he casts booming blade like dope inside the bear dope um Uh, hell yeah what's that uh what's all that damage uh so it's 21 plus and then 2d8 21 plus Wow, only three more damage. Uh, 25, four damage. 24 damage. You 
you stab down into this into this bear's neck and it just like lets out this like just tortured roar uh and kind of like arcs its head upwards like trying to like get you off of its back um i don't think it's able to reach you i think you're like right behind its head like i don't think it's able to do that um roll me a dex saving throw see if you can hold on uh 19 okay yeah i think you're able to hold on um i, I oh, think you're, you're 20 like 23 because i'm next to cosmo now yeah you're riding you're riding this uh in this bucking bronco as it's uh trying to whip you off um but yeah, i mean yeah you have your scimitar uh firmly uh buried into this thing's neck um as it is just like roaring in pain um and yeah, so as as this is happening, the, the mama bear, is, it's actually its turn. Um, I'm going to have it do that roar again, um, and just because it makes sense to do. Um, so I need you all to make me con saving throws. Terrific. Uh, that one was better, but not by much. Are we still blessed or no? Yes. Hashtag blessed. I know, that, I know that's a weird, but I'm just like, oh, I don't even know how long it lasts. I'm used to yeah, right? I don't, I don't know how that works. Uh, I don't think I saved. I had a 12. Okay. Like an 18 or something insane. I had a dirty 20. I'm up there with a con save of 27. Okay, so again, like the, two dwarf. Dwarf. <laughs> the two dwarves. Uh, the two dwarves save, um, and Glenn does not. Uh, Glenn, you're going to take 24 damage um, as this thing basically lets out this roar, and you're so close to it this time. It's like whipping its head around, and like you just like it, like you just like feel like your head is going to split um, asunder. Uh, and the the boys, uh, the other boys, take 12 damage um, as this uh, as this roar goes off again, uh, blasting. Uh, Glenn, you get blasted back about five feet, uh, but you're still. I think you're still able to stay on the bear. I don't want to. You rolled a good enough deck save. Gotcha. I can do another one if you want. No, that's that's totally fine. Um, it's going to uh, it's going to try to uh, take a couple swipes uh, up with its claws um, at uh, at at Cosmo as well. Um, yeah, because I think Rangram's back by its back leg, so it's gonna what's right in front of its face is gonna be Cosmo. That tracks. Um, that's a twenty three to hit with the first one, mm-hmm. uh, and a twenty four to hit with the second one. Fourteen plus ten, thirteen plus ten. Yeah, those both hit. Okay. Oof. This is like the scariest thing we fought. It's got it's got AOE and multi attack on a turn. This thing's gonna fucking wreck us. That is K thirteen. Uh, twenty five damage, Cosmo. Right. Um, and then you make me strength saving throw. Strength saving throw. Okay. That's right. For this. Oh yeah. Yep. Prone. Oh, I'm totally good here. Uh, you need How does a dwarf go prone? It's already it's dwarves are already so short. How do they go prone? A <laughs> uh, strength saving throw of a fat twenty nine, my friend. Okay, I need a second one because I hit you twice. Oh, okay. Also, uh, that is a twenty seven. Okay, yeah, you save with both of them. Uh, this thing swipes across you twice. You're able to keep your uh, I like as as your Elven companion said, uh, you're already really close to the ground. You got a low <laughs> center of gravity. You're able to stay up. Uh, you're all good. Um, you're able to kind of grin and bear it, uh, literally. So as um, as like this is happening, like Glenn, you are like shook, like on the back of this thing. I don't know what your HP is at, but it can't be good. Um, Feel great. 
Glenn, you, you suddenly, you've been feeling this whole time, that feeling of like something like you just felt like a presence. You felt like this discomfort this whole time. And it's been kind of a little bit lessened because of the fact that you've been so engaged in combat and like a little bit, a little bit distracted, just a slight, a light, slight tangent, but you suddenly feel that pretty intensely and then you feel something worse as a blade slips into the side of your back and you hear a voice say in your ear found you and I need you to uh, I need you to scoop up uh, 18 damage as you see the end of your revenant blade come sliding through uh, the, your side um, and poke out the front, seeing the tight, like the were tiger engravings that your friend Rangrim did so long ago. Um, and you turn around to see the stark white face of Adna, um, who has just uh, stabbed you through the through the back and the side. Uh, do you on unconscious? top of on top of a bear? On top of a bear. Um, do uh, <laughs> do you, do you go yeah, unconscious? Yep, I'm unconscious. Okay. Um, so then, uh, Cosmo, Rangram, uh, you see Glynn slide off of this blade and fall sideways off of this bear, uh, sliding down the side of it and falling to the ground. Um, and standing atop this bear, you now see this, like, it is this, like, gaunt form, like this mockery of what Adna had been. Like, her, she is stark white. Her skin is pulled tight over her bones. Um, and she, her eyes are just like burning with this like hot red fire as she's like wielding this this double bladed scimitar, um, wearing like these tattered and torn like black robes or black uh, like uh, leather armor that she was wearing originally, which is very similar to that armor that Glenn wears. Um, and as this happens, uh, that is where we're going to end it tonight. Nice. Cosmo and Regrim get on the, just get on the donkeys and just leave the cart and just leave Glenn to die, on a bear corpse. Dude, might as well. You're now fighting a bear and a ninja. 